and welcome to the official Leeds United podcast with me, Emma Jones, Matthew Lewis and Jermaine Bedford. How are we doing, boys? Very well, thanks, Em. Not as well as Bex, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bex, talk to us because we've seen you in with many different backdrops, um, but this one looks extra special. Where are you? Well, I was going to I was gonna be over the top and do it from the pool, uh, but I decided not to. Um, I'm at a an incredible house down in West Sussex for a, a mini break, a mini getaway, UK based. It's lovely as well. Really, really nice. 20 bedrooms, indoor and outdoor pool, a gym, a sauna. Gym, sauna, steam room. The thing we really try and achieve on the Leeds United podcast is relatability. <laughs> we just want to, you know, we really want to bring the Premier League into your homes as if, as if they're just like you. They really are. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Matt, that's where you come in. Where where are you broadcasting from today? Oh, I'm just in my house. I'm just, yeah, I'm in, yeah, that's more like it. That's more like it. Crying out loud. Sorry for wanting to get away from the madness of the world, guys. <laughs> oh, next, we hope you have a lovely holiday. Oh, trust me, I yeah? am. Yes. <laughs> I was supposed to be zorbing today, but um, I decided to come on here and do if this I with you. One lot. more thing about this fucking zorbing, I tell you what. What? It's Zorbin, man. It's football in a in a frigging bubble. You nuts. Oh, man. Were you actually going to do like big 11 aside, like in a field somewhere? Is that what the plan was? Yeah, just in the garden. There's like 40 acres of land. <laughs> just in the garden. That, that acre. Of course. Yeah, it's mental. Absolutely phenomenal so, place. Hang on, Bex. Have you got to now look out of your window while you're recording this and see everybody else Zorbin? No. So what I've done, what I've done, I've, I've strategically placed myself in a position where I cannot see them. So I'm not going to no. be glancing oh. over my shoulder constantly. Zorbin, it's when you get in a big bubble, isn't it, and roll around? Yeah. You play football, but you're in a massive bubble and, and the objective is... I don't really know what the objective is. How do you kick a ball if you're in a ball? Well, it's a giant ball and you bounce into it. Is that right? I, I don't know. I can't see them. But keep on rubbing it in for me. That's that's fine. <laughs> We're going to Google this. Let's uh, let's find out what Zorbin... Yeah, because I need to know, because normally you'd need a foot to kick a football. So I can't understand how you play football without... No, you're foot. not You're not completely fully submerged in, in the bubble. I think it's waist high. Oh, you're right. Okay, it's not a giant football. Yeah, okay. Please, will you show us a picture or describe it? Right, so, no, it, well, exactly what he said. You're in a giant bubble, but your feet are out. And then you literally just play regular football. Oh my God, that looks amazing. Yeah, it probably will be for everybody that's doing it. Oh, oh yeah, that's going to be, yeah. <laughs> <gonna> be fantastic. <laughs> Guys, honestly. I bet they're having such a good time. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to have really bad internet connection in a minute, you lot carry on. <laughs> You enjoy the rest of your holiday. Cool. Cheers, guys. Take care. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> right. As we announced last week, then, boys, we've launched a new feature with Boost Drinks where we invite you at home to get in touch and tell us what your moment of the week has been. The winner, as judged by our illustrious panel of Bex, Matt and Pat, when he can be bothered being here, will receive a crate of Boost Drinks. Now, loads of you have been in touch, guys, and we've got a few for you pair to choose from this week. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. A lot of stake here, boys, so think about it. Liam got in touch to say, given the Southampton result, my moment of the week involves another game completely. I'd like to nominate the people who helped the elderly fan who collapsed in the Newcastle Spurs game on Sunday. They saved the guy's life, and it was brilliant to see the reaction of the fans when they returned to their seats. Did you see this, boys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This was um, this was what I was going to choose for my moment of the week anyway. So um, without having seen the other two yet, I'm probably going to already vote for this one it was um it was incredible actually it really was i think i'm there with you matty i saw it happen um and 
the reaction from the the Spurs players as well was, listen, it's commendable, isn't it? Like they they went straight to the referee, stopped the game, defibrillator out, made sure that the gentlemen had as much time to kind of get through it as quickly as possible. And hats off to to everybody in and around uh, St James's Park at the time. I think it was it was really really well done. As much as I want to listen to and hear the rest of them. I think for me, it's this is this has got to be this has got to be the moment of the week. We've got to give the hats off to the to the doctor who was in the uh, in the crowd, crowd who just jumped, mm. you know, straight down there to help out. And I just, I, there's just something about that, isn't there? Is, is there a doctor in the house? And he's like, yeah, there is. Yeah, and he's gone down, and he's, and he's under. You know, you got all the people there, and he's and he's and he's literally saved the man's life. So that's um, it's absolutely correct. I believe is it Doctor Pritchard was his name. Um, if we're wondering. So hats off to him. Um, yeah, huge, huge credit to Dr. Pritchard. And Liam, you are the winner of a crate of boost drinks. So thank you so much for getting in touch. Uh, Catherine, you also got in touch with your moment of the week. You said, Rafinha's performance for Brazil for me. We all knew how good he is, but it's taken him scoring twice for Brazil for the rest of the world to catch up. Raph for the Ballon d'Or. What are we saying, boys? Oof. Oh, I've changed my mind Ooh, now. Like yeah, that one actually. No, no, I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It's it's a close second, isn't it? You know, I think Pat was talking about it last week. It's like you know, we know we know what Raf can do, um, but you know, playing for the Brazilian national team—that's I mean, that's serious business. It's a dream of mine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one day, best. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, when you when you when you pull on that famous yellow yellow shirt and it, it, to 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 be completely undaunted like that and just go out and get you know his performance in the first game and then to go and get a brace in the second—that's. World's at his feet now, isn't it? Yeah, and there's something quite nice, isn't there, about saying to people, well, told you so, we saw him. We know what yeah, he can do. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and now, well, you're now the world's, I mean, I don't know, I mean, people watch the Premier League, obviously, but it's kind of the same thing we had with Calvin, wasn't it, during summer? It's like, we sort of talk about these players, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, but he's at Leeds, blah, blah, blah. And then finally on the on the on the world stage we go, well, told you so. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Catherine, so far you're a close second. Let's see if the boys change their mind when we read out Bill's suggestion. He got in touch to say a shining light in an otherwise gloomy game against Southampton was Gelhart making his debut. Great to see some of the young lads get in minutes. Mm. There, there's some yeah, three absolutely. really good shouts there, aren't there? That was a highlight to um you know, Somerville as well, but it was really great to see Joffy get on the get on the field there because I think he's going to be a, a real star for us in the future. So all three pretty strong. I'm sticking with my original answer though. Okay, we're going we're going with Liam as our winner. Okay, well done, Liam. You have bagged yourself a crate of boost drinks. But just on that, Bex, before we move on, um, what is that feeling like when you make your debut? What will Gellhart have felt like? I, I know the result didn't go our way, but how magical is that feeling? It's incredible. It's it's um it's a special special moment. It's it's something you've been waiting for, something you've been dreaming of. That moment you've been dreaming of for as long as you can remember, you know. And to be able to do it for Leeds United in the Premier League as well, ah wow! It's it's, it's I don't really know how to put it into words. The the emotions that he must have been feeling before the game started, when he was in the um in the changing room, when he heard his name. Uh, walking out onto the pitch, et cetera, et cetera. Just goosebumps. Those, 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 are, those are moments that you will never, ever lose. Like he could go on to have one of the most phenomenal careers, and I hope he does, um, and plays for years and years and years. But that one moment is that one moment he will remember absolutely every single moment of it. He, he, 
it's, it's a special, special moment. I still remember mine as well, coming off the bench uh, against Crystal Palace at, um, at Ellen Road as well. It, there's nothing that prepares you for it. Like you've, for myself, you can see and hear the atmosphere, but until you're actually walking out onto the field and the cheers are for you and the reaction is because of what you're, what you're doing, your, your reactions, there's nothing quite like it. What I loved about um, seeing that as well is he was so calm and collected. He didn't let his emotions get away from him. He didn't let the adrenaline spike and then dip in, in the blink of an eye. He managed to, to stay really, really calm, really level-headed right away throughout, uh, throughout the game. So, you know, I, I think that that goes to speak volumes for his character, but also for the, his teammates and for the staff as well to mentally prepare him for a moment as big as that, you know, and it didn't seem like it daunted him at all. He looked relatively comfortable uh, when he was playing. So I'm, I'm buzzing for him absolutely over the moon. Obviously, everyone gets nerves, but you, you never st- struck me as, and, and still don't strike me as the kind of person, player, who would get too overawed by an occasion, would be too nervous about it. On, and obviously, just in terms of professional sportsmen and women, they're, they're a different breed in, in that respect. And that's why they're able to, to perform at those levels. But on your debut, is that probably the, the most nervous you've been? Or were you just ready to go and show what you could do? Yeah, in, in terms of the... Um sporting moments yeah absolutely yeah um nothing prepares you for it you've right. not encountered that before you're not you know you've not you, you've everybody's been to a football stadium. any any football fan has been to a football stadium they will know what it sounds like they'll know what it feels like to be in the stands and cheering but when you're actually immersed in it and and it's for you there's no mm. preparation for that there's, there's, there isn't, there's none, you know, you can, you can do all the, the training in the world, but as, until you step out onto that field, that's, that's when it separates the, the, the men from the boys, so to speak. And then once you threw that debut, is it, is it all so much easier from then on? What, playing for Leeds? <laughs> well, not, no, I just mean, I mean, I mean getting prepared yeah. to step out, like the nerves, kind um, of the, the anxiety. Is it, is it always that first one out the way and then you're like, all right, I've done this now? Not really, not really. No. You, 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 still, you still get those raw emotions. You still get that adrenaline um, boost out of nowhere, but you learn to, you learn to, to, control your adrenaline more so than getting used to the actual atmosphere because you oh I see okay you can play a hundred times at Ellen Road and the atmosphere every single time will will surprise you and shock you and and really really get your 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 blood pumping and get your adrenaline going but there's nothing quite like oh man (laughs) it's a special moment man it's special it's special (laughs) <laughs> you just learn to control the adrenaline more so than anything else. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. That makes sense. A huge congratulations to Galhart on making his debut. And thank you to Bill, Catherine and our winner, Liam, for all sending in your suggestions of moment of the week. Liam, you have bagged yourself a crate of boost drinks. And if you want to be our lucky winner next week, send in your moment of the week using the hashtag LUFCpod. We are now delighted to welcome to the podcast someone who was a regular in the lead side that sailed high in the Premier League and Champions League in the early noughties, amassing almost 200 games for the club. Boys, let's give a very warm welcome to Eric Backer. 
Yes. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Yay. Um, Eric, just before we jump into chatting to you, um, you commented on how you think Bex is looking fitter now than he ever did when he was playing. No, it's okay. he always looks fit. So I'm gonna say, yeah. It looks good. It looks good. How are you, Eric? How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm good. I'm still a manager of my hometown, Songdao. So um, the last year now. So now after finishing in November, uh, hopefully I get some time to come over to watch some Leeds games again. So uh, so now I need to just uh, look for new um, jobs and then uh, maybe come to England one day. You never know. Well, I think you get a very warm welcome <laughs> over at Leeds. Just yeah. on that, how have you found it managing your hometown club? Well, it's, uh, seven years goes quick. Well, it's I moved home uh, when I went from Leeds in 2007. Uh, went home, played four years in Bergen, and then I moved home to Songdal where I grew up. And then I had a couple of years playing, and then I finished playing. So now, seventh year. So I find it good. Young side, selling a lot of players. You're working with young boys. So so I've enjoyed a lot of it. So it's just uh, it's something I want to keep doing. How's the, uh, how's the season going? Good. We're in the second highest leagues now. We got relegated two years ago. Uh, we're in the playoffs now. So in Songdal today is like this. We, it's very young side, selling a lot of players. We're, we're a club in Norway, sell most of the players out of Norway and to sure. the high league. So, so it's, uh, how to say, village, 7,000 people here. So it's, uh, wow. it's a little, uh, it's uh, very small, but it's, I enjoy it. It's something, you know, it's, I have four kids here. So watch them grow up. It's, it's good. And my oldest boy is playing now. Uh, Johan in the team so just turned 17 oh so. wow how do you find that then are you a little bit firmer with your, your son than you are with the rest of the team or- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah I think uh, at the moment he's worked himself into the team so he played England the other day on the 17 in my wow. so, so he's growing up now so it's it's good to see I used to have to treat him like all the other boys you know it's uh, sometimes you're tougher on him but I, I need mm-hmm. to let him go so uh, find him same with my dad when he was when I was growing up he was there uh, boss of uh, Songdal as well so it's um, wow, wow. Uh, so that's something um, no it, it's good I have two other boys who's growing up playing football and uh, a girl uh, more so football is a big part of everyone's life in Songdal yeah that's fantastic I was going to ask when you were young in the town did you ever think that you would one day be you know back there managing the club but since your father did it I suppose it's in the blood you, were, you, were you always expected to, to come back and take over the reins at Songdal? No, I wasn't. Uh, I was just to go home and play last couple of years. And then I was just, yeah, a conversation with my dad. You just need to get back into it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, maybe it's something in your blood you need to. When you're outside the dressing room for two years, I, I was working in the club. But then, you know, it's in the dressing room. You know, it's it's a big part of my life. And, you know, it's something I want to keep uh, keep doing. So it's um, to help young footballers too. Uh, fulfill their dream it's something I like to work with Eric when you when you reflect now on your time at Leeds almost 15 years on how do you feel what are some of your fondest memories nah so many good memories uh, good people uh, you know a great city to play and just to play in front of the Leeds fans you know it's something uh, when I was a young boy I was uh, I grew up. It was Premiership, you know, in Norway. It's very big, so it was like a dream for me to to move over to England and play. Even though I was Everton supporter out of everything, so for me to go uh, over to uh, play for Leeds and play with so many young talents and um, yeah, play with so many good players, good managers, and great fans. You know, it was it's a dream. That's so many 
it's very hard to say the highest and lowest has been, uh, yeah, you've been in the top fighting for winning the league, you've been in the Champions League, you've been fighting for a relegation, you've been doing everything. So it's just to play for Leeds and, you know, play in front of uh, the, all the great fans there. It's been, and then of course, it's always something you remember more than anything, but it's, I know, I used to play nights at Ellen Road with, you know, floodlights, European man nights, you know, that's maybe what I'm uh, looking back at, so missing the most. It's amazing that you've sort of been um, at the club during some of, like as you were alluding to there, some of the highest highs and then simultaneously some of the lowest lows. I just want to ask what 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 was it like? Because we had Dom Matteo on a few a few weeks ago and um, and and chatted to Dom a few times about it. I mean, could you have ever foreseen when you were in the Champions League semi final and and I think that you've even said that Leeds probably should have won the league. Um, that either that year or the year before. What was it like to suddenly, I guess, come in crashing down to earth with with the relegation battle? I mean, it wasn't really a fault of at least not your own, but even the team's fault. It was you know off field stuff that was causing it. What was that like? Was that frustrating? Was that really quite hard to stomach? Yeah, it's you know it's happened so quickly in football. I had a couple of bad injuries as well, so it just um, yeah, it was just especially the year we got relegated. You know, I couldn't play a part of it. It was hard to stay on the outside, but um, of course. The hardest thing when you when all the big boys were leaving, I think uh, all the best players keep selling them on, and then uh, so Rio went, and then just play. We didn't qualify for Champions League, and then suddenly we're building it, building it down. But you still have to fight, and when the season goes on, you never think about how bad it can go. Suddenly it goes so bad. So I think um, you can see it. Uh, just uh, the big players were leaving, and then you know it's it's a tough league. So. Uh, it was just that we had so many bad injuries as well on key players. So it just, it was eventually, of course, that the club had to go down because of the spending of the money of, you know, stupid, <laughs> stupid using the money. And uh, so it's, yeah. I think everything is sad there. But it's the most good memories I had from Leeds is just, uh, of course, at the end, it was tough times, but still, it was tough to see the club, you know, when you joined and see, you know, especially for the fans, you know, and see all the player, people working in the club have to quit as well. Uh, at, uh, top arch, um, all the staff working there. Uh, if it was the in the laundry, or it was the people working at the, uh, with the food and with everything. You know, it was, um, it was tough times because you know it's a big club, and suddenly it was just ripped apart, and it just took sixteen years to come back up. But for me, it just it's uh, most good memories. I don't want to talk about uh, the, the bad ones. Well, Eric, you, you mentioned you know those sixteen years. We hear that you celebrated Leeds promotion in a local pub. Uh, with a load of lead supporters, a lead supporters group. Is that right? Uh, I can't remember. No, it's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I don't know. It was, I think it was after a game. I was just down to, in the, in, the, in my village. It was a lot of lead supporters. Yeah, it's a big following in Norway. So I went down, have a couple of beers with them to celebrate it because, you know, it's, um, it's something, uh, when I travel all over Norway with uh, my team and it's, it's so many lead supporters, uh, in the fifties and sixties, uh, cause Leeds has always been a big team team and long before I played there, you know, 70s, 80s, when I was playing and yeah, it's something uh, Norway's been missing because Leeds are the top four or five clubs in England and you know, it's, and the following, it's very big over here. So it's, so it's something uh, to celebrate. Absolutely. And the team you played in teams were phenomenal. They were excellent football insides. They had great determination, but they had the, the balance of technically gifted players as well. One of my favorites was Eddie Lewis, like he was he was he was special on the on the left wing. How do you compare the team you played with 
with the current Leeds United side? Mm, I think it's very similar. Uh, that's why I think, as I said before, I think it's the way Bielsa wants the team to play is uh, more like the team where it came to a lot of energy, a lot of pace, a lot of uh, hard-pressing football, attacking football. I think that's what Leeds supporter wants. So I think he brought uh, the style back of what the Leeds fans wants to come and look. You can dominate the game, but still you, you're playing uh, attacking quickly football and uh, with a lot of pace. So, um, you know, it's something which I see is of course it goes a lot quicker now than we were playing <laughs> but uh, still it's uh, yeah you had the Hercule of course as well you know with the pace we have Rafinha now you know similar type of player uh, all clubs uh, uh, needs players like this you have Bamford you have Duka uh, so it's I would say it's similar to many type of football you have Phillips there you have Batty you have, you have energy in the team of course with the players they have now, the football they play, I think it's, you know, at that, at that time, of course, it's quite similar to what the Leeds fans want to see. How, how do you think you would have you would have fared under Bielsa, playing under Bielsa? Because <laughs> I, get, I get asked this question all the time. I hate being asked it. So I, I feel like it's my moment, right. my moment to ask somebody else how they would fare. I think I will, uh, of course, like to do because we did a lot of running, we, you know, with Eddie Gray in the Rondé Park as well. So we know a lot about running in those days. It's <laughs> tough times running. So it, I think... Uh, with Lee Boy, I think all the boys will like to play on the, that type of manager, the way he wants to play. Of course, it demands a lot uh, of playing that type of football, but I think it, I would love to play on the, that type of football with the, the high pressure and the, uh, the, the way he plays. Of course, it's, it's, not the, it's not easy to play against those teams, but uh, that's why I think the least team we had as well was very hard to play against. Tough, rough team, play hard. And then, you know, it's, it's always, um, so, of course, a little bit differences, but I think many similarities to what we had before. You just mentioned something there that I wanted to ask about. You said a, a, a tough, rough team um, that you played in. And I think a lot of players and managers sort of reference that about, about the Leeds team that you were in. Um, and, you know, no, no one enjoys playing Leeds United either back then or, or now, but probably for different reasons. Um, you know, there's, there was a few fiery encounters. There was certainly an edge to, to the team that you were in. As a, as a manager now, are you more, are your players more of the Bielsa side? It's a bit more more beautiful or are you more of the uh, the rough and ready kind of team? I'm coaching a very, how to say, a team who's, you know, fighting against the big boys or like a small team. And, you know, you have to be, play that type of football. But I have the same high energy, high pressure, right. more direct football, of course. But it's all about uh, Bielsa. I think it's he's been playing, he's been a manager for a long time i don't know how it started but it, you have to find your own way and i'm still working on that of course but i bring a lot of me is uh, as a manager and what i've learned in england and uh, the type of football i played in in leeds that's what i want to see on the pitch um, with the players i have as well um, and of course with the coaches i had with eddie gray especially him they were, we learned from when he was at leeds about how they was playing before uh, what it was to, uh, if you're going to play for Leeds, you have to do it this way. So, so it's, so it's, um, the mental is, the mental stuff. It's all about, you know, we didn't think about who we were playing. We just played our game and just this is the way we're going to do it. It uh, doesn't matter who it is. I think it's quite similar now. I think that, of course, it demands a lot of playing in that system. Of course, when you look at Leeds now, when they have so many injuries, it's, it's tough to get the results. Uh, so, um, 
but <clears throat> I think it's high energy football. It's what I like and uh, something I brought uh, from uh, from uh, England to Songa. And for you, Eric, personally, how did you find that transition from player to manager when you retired? It's a good question. Uh, uh, to, to coach in Norway compared to England is very different in culture-wise. Uh, you have to be a, a little bit different. Uh, I had a coach with me in McParland from uh, uh, when I took over. I, had, I wanted to bring a, a more English type of uh, uh, coach with me just to find the mental stuff, how tough it is to be a footballer, uh, how much it demands from you how much you know and then he lasted three months in Norway he couldn't last the, the Norwegian no boys way. it's such a different culture they're good boys but they have to you know uh, I think English boys, uh, they have it so much harder in Norway it's it's it's, um, it's a good uh, culture over here but some of the young boys have it too nice they have it you know it's uh, some of the it's tougher to grow up in England than in Norway so uh, the mental stuff I have to work a lot with here and to get into the boys that you know it's if you want to be playing at the highest level you have to sacrifice a lot uh, speaking of discipline I read that you uh, might have enjoyed a little a little night out before quite a big game that we had at the uh, at the San Siro uh, one evening <laughs> not only me but uh, many of the boys but <laughs> no, no 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 just you it has to be said not just you um and you know i think the, i think you said that the the star of the show himself matteo was out with you um and, and o'leary obviously gave you a bit of a dressing down um how would you have spoken to young eric backer and, and don matteo yeah. before that game if, if you'd learned that you'd been doing that uh, to be fair, I'm missing some of the boys who's doing that. Match. It's so, <laughs> so I think uh, the mental stuff, it's all about uh, when you win games, you go and celebrate with the boys. Of course, it's different nowadays than it was before. But I think it was just the way we were as, as in the team. I think it was the spirit. Uh, we were a lot of good boys. We were together outside of the pitch. If we were winning, you we went out. It doesn't, we didn't think about it. it was a Champions League game on a Tuesday night. Uh, just uh, <laughs> It was the day off the next day. And then just the way we were, of course, when the manager took you aside on the Monday, uh, it wasn't a pleasure thing. But um, yeah, the chairman wasn't happy, he said. Um, in your defence, it was after that four-three win against Liverpool. So I think I you know. Know it was against Liverpool. I was against. I don't. I can't remember which game it was, but uh, it was in the San Siro in the hotel there. Took me and Dominic to the side. So uh, uh, maybe if Dominic didn't go out that night, maybe he wouldn't have scored. So you never know. Well, that's it. There you go. That's a good point. <laughs> Eric, you know when when you look back at your life, obviously there's still loads for you to do, but you've lived a very full life. You've done a lot. How do you feel when you think about your life today? I'm a guy who take a day at a time. Uh, see how things go, work hard, and then you never know what comes up tomorrow. So that's why I said to the boys there, uh, I come from a small village of 7,000 people, and when I can play in Premiership, it's you know it's possible for uh, anything. So um, I think I enjoy myself. I have uh, a wife and four kids here who have a good... Uh, that's why as well we like to live in Songdal. It's a small place. They can grow up in the same thing as I've been doing. And then if it comes to uh, a job some other place, we have to move again. So we're ready for new adventures as well. We'll take us as it comes. It's, I think that's the way we have to do it. it just... Um, we have a good life in Norway, so it's pretty, all the life I've had. I think I can't complain. My first year as a manager here, uh, my dad died when he was 62. Suddenly, heart attack, and uh, you go through things like everybody do. It's it's a tough times, good times in life, and you just have to you just have to get on with it and yeah, take it as it comes. I think it's just uh, it's ups and downs. That's uh, football, and that's in life. So you just have to look forward to the next day and to the, to the next game and and uh, try and enjoy it. 
We've no doubt that your dad will have been extremely proud of everything he saw you achieve to that point. And um, in terms of future jobs, we hear that the new Norwegian Prime Minister, Jonas Gartore, is a Leeds fan. <laughs> Did I pronounce that right? Did I say that right? Very Eric? good, very good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, what we say, saying, do you reckon you might be appointed in government soon yeah, if he's a Leeds fan? I don't think so. I'm a good manager. <laughs> <laughs> maybe sometimes I can see who is controlling the politics around uh, around the world so I think uh, all of us four can be uh, in the, into that if you want to if you go in for it but it's too boring for me it's just football watch football that's what you want so uh, it's good to hear I didn't hear, I didn't know I didn't know it was so I learned something new today <laughs> Amazing. We, need, we need more Leeds fans in positions of power I think yes. that's that's the point yeah, that, we've, no, that we've made here no, today no, <laughs> well Eric it has been an absolute pleasure having you join us on the official Absolutely. Leeds United podcast especially after the end of what has probably been a long day so thank you so so much for taking the time out to chat yeah now us. everybody have to stick with the team it's uh, you know it's uh, the players are coming back Leeds are going to fly up the league I'm sure you know uh, the way they play the way things are going the way they saw against Newcastle away the, when they have that team and the, no no team can stop them so mm. just they have to be positive and then uh, points will come you know what it's like to be in that position it, can the fans be really genuinely be a 12th man is it the fans that are going to really really help out yeah the Leeds boys Leeds uh, fans are always good but they always want they're not happy when the team is not winning so <laughs> that's the way it should be mm-hmm. but uh, you know Bielsa has done a great job and now you know you have to stick by uh, what's happening Leeds if the Leeds stay in the top flight this year as well will be good so don't, you know, I think they'll be top 10 anyway. So um, just to get the boys back, back playing, keep believing and then uh, get some good nights at Ellen Road. Uh, you know, that's yeah. the, then uh, it's the best fans in uh, in, in England. So um, yeah, that's, why, but that's why I'm not um, afraid that Leeds is not going to go down again. I think they will straight, they will climb because they have a very clear way of playing. So keep believing that. What a way to end the podcast. That was the motivational speech we all needed, Eric. And that is why you're a manager and none of us are. So thank you so much. That was what we were supposed to say earlier. (laughs) All the experts. Jermaine is an expert now, so I have to try and be positive. You took all the words out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Backer, thank you so, so much for joining thank us. You, thank you, mate. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you. Take care. All the best. Matt Germain, thank you, Pear, so, so much. And thank you, as always, for joining us on the official Leeds United podcast. Big shout out to our partner, Boost Drinks, once again. And thank you to Liam, Phil and Catherine for sending in your suggestions for Moment of the Week. Remember to get your own Moments of the Week in. You might win yourself a crate of Boost Drinks for your efforts. Also, so remember to send in your questions for Patrick for what's that Pat using the hashtag LUFCpod we have got some absolutely bonkers questions coming in and we're loving them so please do keep them coming thank you so much boys have a belter and we'll see you next week Peace. Toodaloo.